Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Hand of Glory. It was written by Alan Carey, and it's available from Chaosium on the Miskatonic Repository. Our game master is David Gasway, and this is a one-shot. So without any further delay, let's continue our let's begin our journey into the darkness. David. Greetings, all. Um it is a uh, what was a beautiful late June afternoon uh, in on the Yorkshire Moors, and uh, our friends uh, who uh, frequently gather uh, to ramble and explore and chat amongst themselves found themselves surprised by a heavy and ominous bank of dark clouds. Uh, rushing in from the west and uh, began looking for shelter from the obvious uh, rainfall to come. Um, these group of four friends are Howard Bumpton, Charlie Newell, Audrey Fulton, and Dan Whelan. Uh, would you all um, say hello? Hello. Hello there. Dan Whelan. Perhaps the lady would like to go first. Sure. Audrey Fulton, um, antique dealer, um, stocky, outdoorsy, athletic. Um, Howard and I are business colleagues and childhood friends. I'm Howard Bumpton, um, a bit of an antiquarian know-it-all uh, I do very much like to go for walks. I like to keep physically fit and healthy and, uh, you know, the good fresh air out on the moors. Um, my, um, my closest childhood friend is Patty Graham, but she's apparently not here. Is that true? Yes, but uh, Audrey, it makes a nice second place <laughs> as far as that is. Charlie. Yeah, I'll go next. Yeah, uh, Charlie Newell, uh, local shopkeeper, uh, also known Audrey uh, for a while, kind of consider her as my uh, kind of stand-in big sister. Um, otherwise, a fairly quiet, fairly reserved uh, individual, one that's uh, quite quite calculating and quite thorough. So definitely, definitely, a, uh, definitely a by-the-numbers person. And Dan. Oh, hi, I'm Dan, Dan Whelan, scientist, botanist, biologist, love the outdoors, and good friend of Audrey and these wonderful gentlemen. Looking forward to time out in the nature for a little bit. Looks like the weather's not going to permit that, though. No, the moors. Yes. Uh these summer things can come up surprisingly quickly. Uh, you had a, a fairly straightforward uh, four hours or so ramble set up that uh, would go in a loose round trip back to uh, uh, Dan's car. Dan was the one who uh, drove to the uh, March head today. Um, but you uh, know from notes you've taken before that there's a village 
a bit off your track, somewhere to the southwest. And so you strike out over flat land uh, with the forest on your right as you go. And uh, with good fortune, just as the first heavy splats of that, you know, those fat summer raindrops start to start to slap down on you, you find uh, an old coaching inn uh, at the edge of a stand of, of uh, older trees. Um, coaching inns, unlike pubs, are not in villages proper. They're way stations, you know, before the era of, of you know, stopping for gasoline. Um, and this old coaching house has uh, stayed open, modified itself um, into basically just a, a country pub. Um, there are still places to house horses that are rudimentarily maintained. You can see, you know, it's a long one-story building uh, with the horsey sort of stuff off to one side. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a little bit of smoke coming out of a chimney and you hurry out of the rain. The uh, sign above the door tells you that the name of the house is the Witch Elm. That's W-Y-C-H, which is a kind of elm tree um, that's not uncommon in this area. Uh, so you step into the Witch Elm and there's that moment where the patrons of the pub go silent when the door swings open and unfamiliar faces appear. Uh, and then, you know, people turn back to their drinks and food and uh, you find yourself in a, a cozy old pub, you know, smells of uh, baked bread and spilled beer and tobacco smoke. And uh, the fellow at the bar says, what you be having ducks? Uh, good afternoon. We seem to be caught in the rain. Um, uh, a table, please. Yeah, where we can sit and. Uh... Yeah, there are, there are about five uh, uh, tall round tables with chairs about them. A few of them are occupied with pairs of people, but there's a couple that are free. You can seat yourself. Excellent. Would you uh, all like uh, some beer, ales? The darkest beer you have, please. Ah, uh, dark one. And a pint of lager, lager, please. Uh, for the lady. Yeah, and if indeed, uh, beer, good. What do you have? Uh, uh... Well, yeah, all, all the regular country fare. Yeah, nothing out of the way. Uh, we got our own brew. Uh, it's, uh, I guess, a, a reddish ale. Very nice, very nice. Hmm? Um, yes, bring us something light. We're We're... Not quite ready for. Uh, what time did you say it was? It's uh, it's 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 about two in the afternoon. You uh, you brought sandwiches and things, so, right. you know, so you didn't plan to stop anywhere. But it's not something like some cheese and. Yeah, uh... uh, all right. Let's we'll see what we can do. Have a seat, then make yourself comfy. Um. So you know, it's a quaint place. Uh. It's it's you know you could it's old. The, you know, the floor planks are really wide. Uh, the chimney's very simple. There's a, uh, a framed uh, image that's evidently old of the place. You know, it's a drawing, a floor plan of the place um, from ages ago um, when it was, a, you know, a, full, um, a fully active coaching inn. Um, 
And there's a, you know, considering that you didn't see any like houses nearby. I mean, it's a Saturday. Uh, but there's a you know, decent number of people in there, like, you know, a couple dozen maybe. Um, minding their own business mostly. Maybe you see an occasional curious eye turn toward you, but they all heard um, what was what. So uh, after you settle yourselves in a few minutes later, a, a woman comes out. Um, she's young-ish and a little bit drawn uh, looking, although again, it's not, you know, like everyone's got a California tan around here. Uh, and she sort of sidles up and starts setting up the drinks. You know, you've got the ale, mate, and so on. And she's got the correct drinks and she, um, she might be avoiding eye contact. She seems very shy, let's say. Thank you, love. Toss her. She scuttles away. Uh, did, did we notice any other uh, uh, buildings around this as we approached this bar? There's, there's a, a, a walking track that came across some moors, uh, and the, the, the inn is set up against a fairly dense stand of wood on one side, mm -hmm. and there's some more or less active fields on the left and you know that the the foot track continues and there's probably a cart track or you know a wagon yeah. track but not Our coach would have come out, yeah. you're you're probably a good few miles from the village that this is closest to okay lucky oh. to find this place it's starting to really come down yeah it is it's actually you know it's probably gonna not be a long storm um, but it's a it's an angry little storm. Yeah. It's a shame. I thought there was quite a few interesting birds as we were dry walking up here um, out on the moors. Very cheery group here today. I know. I was noticing that myself coming in here. More people than you'd expect on a day like local, this. The local people. Um. Let's see. Uh, we've got you've got four of you seated around your table. Uh, we'll say that one of you is facing uh, the barman, and then two is you know facing the fireplace, and three is facing the window nearest you. Uh, and four uh, has nothing much to look at. Maybe the maybe the clientele. Well, Who's facing the barman? Oh, go if, ahead. We, if we do things properly, then Audrey would have been allowed to face into the room so that she would have the widest view, um, and then the rest of us, rather than facing the wall. So the rest of us are, you know, I'm probably sitting across from Audrey facing the wall, facing her, so she's facing towards the, the bar. I didn't mean to make that decision, but that's... <laughs> the way they usually did it. You always let the lady sit facing the... You must sit here. <laughs> we just expect it, you know. Oh, do we'd like to face the bar? Sure, I will face the... I'll be facing the bar. Uh, and who's to your left, Audrey? 
Um, if Howard's across from me, then my dear friend Charlie sits at my left. My my dear sir, bur, brother surrogate. All right, then that gives you the uh, the view of the fireplace. Oh, cozy and warm to go with my nice dark beer. The uh, the drinks are very tasty. Uh, Audrey, um, you notice something curious. You, there's a little glint uh, over Howard's shoulder. Um, and uh, the barman's gotten up on a short stool. He's opened a little glass case amongst the you know various gewgaws and oddments behind the bar. It's a little glass case. And he's taken with those long kitchen matches and he's lighting the finger of a hand like a a candle in the shape of a human hand and he's lighting the index finger and he shakes out the match and steps down off his stool and nudging charlie did you see that see what can can i subtly like point can he see it where we're sitting the, the all of you have yeah but i it, mean obviously howard up to turn around a little bit but right even then just what is that rude so rude. Oh, well, i'll lean in yeah. the, the barman just lit a candle but it it looks like a hand this is kind oh, of yeah. strange maybe some like local oddity craft thing you know maybe that's the local thing they do here craft candles Made of wax that look like hands or something. It's very strange, though. It's a bit morbid, though, to have out in. Yeah, the... I do. Yeah. Is, is it is it crafted to look like a real hand? So that would be rather morbid, or is it, or is it clearly not a real hand and more of a, of a. At the distance of several paces, you know, it's it's the size and coloring of a human hand. It isn't. Uh, Exaggerated or yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's, maybe it's some sort of local folklore. I bet you're strange. right. It's very strange. I would I would swear to you it was real, but I mean who <laughs> who would do that? That's just a sculpture. Rather peculiar custom. Yeah, locals or country folk are always strange. Um would you all please roll stealth? <laughs> Stealth. <laughs> oh, I'm, no, being very blatant. No. I'm being blatant on a 98. What are you talking about, <laughs> hand? I'm a 75. So 44. We're, we're just pointing. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, that thing over Look there? That. <laughs> we're the only strangers here. Hey! <laughs> right. So the, the barman um, sort of uh, coughs at his hand and, and puts uh, one hand on the bar and bends his elbow and turns around and looks at you and says, oh, it's a uh, local tradition. Uh, it said to ward off evil spirits. That's all. Ah. We were admiring it. It's, 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 a be- it's beautiful. A fascinating custom. Does, is there a local artisan that makes these candles? Uh, actually, miss, uh, we've been, we only like it uh, once, once a year. So, uh, I think I understand. You're afraid that we're evil spirits. Well, since we're not running away, I guess we're not. <laughs> uh, nothing of the kind, sir. Not at all. Uh, and then he 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 uh, 
rings the a brass bell behind the bar. Uh, and strangely for the hour, uh, he says, uh, Lassos, please. Lassos. It's still daylight outside. What the hell? I say close early. Maybe for a, maybe they imported the siesta tradition. Well, I, I hope we don't get turned back out into the rain. Um, well, uh, it, you look out through the sort of heavy glass windows, and it is still quite dark outside and threatening. But it just gets darker and darker as you fall unconscious. Um, if you have a final thought in that regard, it's that you must have been drugged. Um, while you're unconscious, uh, I have a couple more questions. Um, each of you, uh, we'll start with Howard and go, uh, actually we'll start with, with Audrey and go alphabetically, that's easiest. Uh, Audrey, uh, what jewelry are you wearing? Um, a simple silver chain that belonged to my mother and a, um, a little gold band that I wear on my right, on my right hand. I'm not married, so no wedding rings. Uh, it's your ring finger on your right hand? Uh, yes, it is the ring finger on my right hand. All right. Uh, uh, Charlie, you're next. Any jewelry at all? Uh, probably not as we're out rambling. It's uh, Charlie's quite a practical kind of guy and sensibly dressed. I think the closest he'd probably have is a fairly basic wristwatch. But mm -hmm. Beyond that, probably nothing much. Makes sense. Wristwatch. Dan? Uh, let's see. My uh, college ring? Very good. Uh, Howard? I would say wristwatch and probably wedding ring. I don't know if I'm married or not, but it doesn't say one way or the other, so we'll say I am. Pretty safe assumption over at the age of 22 hey, back then. Yeah, I'm 37, so. Yeah. Very good. Um, and uh, I assume you're all right-handed? Correct. I am. Let's see. Second. I am personally left-handed, so that's what I always skew toward for characters anyway. But um, if it fits better, then I'll be right-handed. Entirely up to you. Then I'll be left-handed, because I am. Dan, you rolled for it? Yeah, I rolled for it. I am right-handed. And you too, Charles? Yeah, I go right. Yeah, all right. All right, the uh, darkness is deep. Um, you might say velvety, uh, although it doesn't, when you start to come to your senses, it's definitely in discomfort, um, you know, uh, vague intrusions of experience, really just not, I mean, so blanked out of whatever's going on. Uh, and then, you know, you have a little bit of physical awareness, which is uncomfortable too. Uh, and then there's this sound that is uh, slightly familiar. It's irritating. It's a it's a man's voice. You sort of 
begin to realize and it's it's wheedling and pleading and it's very uh well it's not it's not welcome nothing about being conscious again is welcome um it's it's not whatever you were given is not subtle um but you gradually find yourselves uh not at the witch elm pub um but seated across from each other uh Howard and Audrey across from each other and Dan and Charlie across from each other. Uh, and you're at, you're seated at a, a heavy old wooden table, like a, a trellis, a simple trellis table that's old and scarred and stained. And your hands are held to the table by iron manacles that were, you know, hammered by a blacksmith, like old things. And as you sort of come to your senses and feel around, your ankles are also trapped between planks. You're on a bench, you know, again, a trellis bench, uh, but your the table has planks attached to it so that you can't move your feet forward or backward or really much sideways. Um, and, uh, at, at, so to the, to the, um, Charlie and Howard side of the table, um, beyond which there's a, a very simple chimney and a pot, there's also a, a fifth figure at the table. Um, it's the barkeep from the witch elm. And he's, he's sort of, you know, he's, he's, he's wan looking and he's shaking a little bit and his face is covered with tears and his head with sweat. And he's just sort of saying, oh, please, we brought them you. We got nothing else. And uh, you thought that it was just the five of you as you, again, you can't wipe your faces or you know, change much about your position, but you realize there's a figure on the other end of the, this trestle table. And it's a, it's a big figure. Uh, and it's covered in layer and layer and layer of women's shawls, old ladies' shawls, top, on top, on top of each other. And uh, the, the, the arms of this figure rise up and two um, handless scarred wrists appear at the edge of these shawls and sort of push them back a little bit to reveal a face that is, you know, the, the crone of nightmares, like an old sharp, sunken woman's face with shining eyes with dark irises. Uh, and she, she leans over toward the barkeep and says, no more, no more, silence for you. 
and the barkeep just sort of slumps at the table. Where are we? I say, my... Who are you? Why are we manacled? Oh, oh well, it's my own. You can call me Andy. Hi. Uh, uh? Hi. Please let us go. This, this whatever you want, we, we can get it for you, but please. Uh, oh, we might we might be able. We work something out that way, yes. Yes. How, how one for this? left and one for right. And she circles the table. And she's, I mean, maybe it's all shawls, but she's big and shapeless. But you don't really hear feet. She just moves around. What have uh, you done to us? What? Oh, your friend here? brought you here. Your friend f- brought you here. Him? Uh, that's so Addison. Always trying to make a deal. All right, Addison. Oh, no, I would need you for one more thing. And he sort of flinches. And he looks like he was pretty, you know, he had a semblance of presence in the bar and he just looks looks shattered and he cowers under her like a dog uh, uh, and he's still circling and she says who shall it be shall you choose or me choose for what uh, she stops in her circling and she produces dramatically each of her stumps. Uh, that's when you realize that between your manacled hands on the old scarred wood table, there's a pretty large meat cleaver slapped into the wood of the table. Uh, and uh, she begins circling again in the other direction. And she reaches out one of her stumps and as you know she does and the shawls slide back her arm is old and bony and scarred and strange and the stump at the wrist is uh you know it's clean and healed but it's it's so scarred over that it's strange and she starts rubbing her right stump over your hands as she uh, circles the table, her shawls are sort of dragging over your head. I try to pull my hands free. Are you saying that you mean to take one of our hands? He brought me eight. I only need two. Shall I choose? Will it be you? Please don't harm us. Please let us go. We, we can we can try helping you out or, or giving you other things that you may need, but please don't harm us. Just let us go. I'll give you a chance to help, but first I need to give you a motive. Um, 
she uh, stops and she uh, brings her uh, one arm up and the other and does this. And the barkeep grabs the cleaver and leans up and slams it down, uh, severing Charlie Newell's left hand at the wrist. I was desperately just sitting there hoping this isn't real, this isn't real, this isn't real, this isn't real. And then I'm finding it probably very, very is. <laughs> My God, what have you done? Are you mad? <laughs> now, here's the odd thing. There's very little blood. Uh, in fact, Charlie, you only take one hit point of damage, mechanically Ow. speaking. But you do lose 10 decks. <laughs> Ain't got much to begin with. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, and, of course, that's your left hand, so that's your wedding ring. Oh, no, Charlie, not Charlie, sorry. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, your wristwatch is safely on what's left of your left arm. <laughs> what's left. <laughs> so... I guess we'll do sand rolls. Yeah, I was about to say sanity rolls. <laughs> oh, 90. <laughs> 93. No, no good. <laughs> I actually pass even with my terrible sand. <laughs> a good sign. Uh, Only one well, if you pass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna fold this together into what follows so as not to cause catastrophic sand loss at the beginning. Uh, as you guys take this in, Auntie leans over the table and tendrils of flesh extend from her left forearm and they meet the recently severed hand of Mr. Newell and draw it toward the rest of her arm. And it's making little noises. There's no rain outside. You know, there's a little crackle of fire. It's pretty quiet in here as you've all stopped breathing. So you can hear the little sounds of the tissue joining. And, you know, she inspects the hand with a little bit of delight. It doesn't match her forearm very well, but uh, she's articulating. Uh, and then she... Uh, you know, pulls her shawls over her face a little more and she takes up the cleaver from where it's embedded in the wooden table. And she says, ah, it's enough of you, Alison, go on. And the barkeep, you know, shuffles out of, off of his bench and covering his face, rushes out of the room. Speaking of the room, um, it's not the pub, as we know, it, but it is, uh, it's, if you look around now, as again, Auntie doesn't immediately attack you with a hatchet, meat cleaver, you're in a, a, a small cabin. Uh, the walls are maybe wattle and daub, the fireplace is primitive stone, the roof above is, is smoky thatch. Um, it's an old old place uh and it smells like hot tallow and uh a little bit of the charnel house 
but also uh, there's a savory scent. There's a pot above the fire that's bubbling away that smells like, you know, some sort of pulses being cooked into a soup. Um, and uh, you can't really see out the windows because they're that old, old glass and heavy frames and they're small, but it's dark out. It's not storm dark or winter dark. It's maybe night dark. I mean, who knows how long you were unconscious. Um, so Auntie's got the cleaver, just the smallest bit of blood on it, uh, barely on the table. Charlie's wrist is pretty much healed itself, knotted together into a ropey end. Uh, right, and then we'll apply the sand loss for the entirety of the reconfiguring and so on. Uh, but now Auntie's circling the table again, and she's muttering to herself a little. Auntie, don't, what? You mean to take another one of our hands? Don't, don't harm my friends. I don't want to lose a hand, but if it has to be anyone, let it be me. Oh, we've got a volunteer. That's nice. Dan's a biologist. He needs his hands, and God forbid you take Audrey's hands. Just hand. please let us go. We, no. we no harm. Please. You can if, choose. If, if, if you... I volunteer, will you let my friends go? Oh, I'll take your hand and you can all go. Wait, you said we could choose. Do you mean we don't have to give a hand or are you just saying it could? we could choose which one of us? Oh, dearie, you can choose who. It's a right in this time. It should be me. We use some kind of general, some boss No, person. but I'm pragmatic. It, it makes the most sense. Does the least harm. Pragmatic. Oh, oh, fancy. Anyone object then? What's your name, brave boy? Howard, Howard Bumpton. It's not right. Get it over with. You could always chop that one off and give it back to me. Why? Why are you doing this to us? They took my hands. I need something to work with. It's them to blame, not Auntie. The man that brought us here? He took your hands? Him and his friends. I'm a simple woman who just wants to take care of the children and they banish me from my home. We, we can, we can if, you, if you leave us be and let us... Let us free. We can bring justice to those that have done you harm. You have been wronged, it seems, and, and we can help you with that. But please don't hurt us. Let us go and we can help you. Or even oh, get you no. Right. You know, it doesn't hurt much to it. This, 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 this has to be a dream. This, this just can't be real. The hand, the hand in the bar, is that, is that yours? What if we got it for you? Oh, it was in the end. You saw one of my hands, huh? What if, what if we got that for you? Could, could, could you put it back? On, you, you don't need to take Howard's hand if we got it for you, right? It's almost a deal, dearie. You've got a good head on your shoulders. And comes down the 
uh, Cleaver taking Howard's right hand. Uh, Vump. Uh, and ouch! <laughs> it only hurts a bit. Only it's one hit point goes away, and you can watch if you'd like the tissue seal, or you can watch the tendril come out of her right wrist. Oh. Snake into the bloody back of your hand, drag it slow until it fits into place. Oh, it's better. It's better. Now then, you dearie, what's your name? Uh, 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 Audrey? Audrey, that's pretty. You're right. If you go and get my hands and bring them back to me, I'll give you yours back. It's only fair. And you can take the children too. Ames come every year and they want me to give them their children back, but they won't give me my hands. How am I supposed to take care of my children without hands? It's not right. Okay, so if we if we go and, and get your hands, both of them, and, and bring them back, you'll give my friends theirs back? Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's fair and square. Uh, two ends taken, two ends given. Or this Eldritch Knight forgiven. Can you re- reattach them to my friends? Like, your your How oh, simple as anything. You saw how it goes. Auntie knows a thing or two. Right. Out you go, then. It's uh, straight through the woods. You'll find your way back to the inn. I can't go to the inn, you see. Or I go in and get my hands myself. Are, are they both there? Oh, they were. I haven't been able to go. Okay. They took them there. Cowards. Well, off you go. I've got booking to do, mouse to feed. And she turns her back. Oh, uh, and stamps on the floor, and there in manacles just pop open. Uh, the wooden... Uh, Ankle things are the same, but now that you can move sideways, you can just sort of slide out of them. My God. Let's get out of here. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Let's go. Dream logic. This has to be a dream. You're right. I I, I agree, Charlie. This this can't be real. Is it light enough outside for us to make our way? Well, when you open the cabin door... Um, it is light enough. To, I mean, there's not a lot to see. Uh, there's a fairly open path ahead of you and, and, and dark, heavy wood on both sides of that path. Um, uh, it was a, I'm sorry, it was a 1d6 to fail and a 1d3 to succeed, the combined dehandifications and so on. Oh. <gasps> Six. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Oopsie. Do I have to I do guess. an insanity? Uh, oh, six, uh, an no. intelligence? Yeah, do intelligence rolls. <laughs> I lose a hand and I keep my sanity. <laughs> yeah, I pass. Let oh, see. dear. Come on. Come on, fail. Come on. Oh, I failed just, at a 90. Whew. I'm just going to run out of the house going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Stumpy, come back. We've got a job to do. We just got here. Uh, all right, uh, let's do. All right, I'm going to make one choice at random. 
All right, so we're doing phobias instead of manias. Would you roll a hundred? Oh, you want me to roll a hundred? Please. Oh, two. Oh, two. Maybe right to the beginning. Mm, yeah, that is terrible. Uh, Aerophobia. Yeah. No, that's acrophobia, fear of heights. I don't know how you get a fear of heights out of having your hand chopped off by a witch, although you didn't fly far. Just pick something appropriate. We're going to, yeah. I'm afraid uh, of meat cleavers. <laughs> well, sharp things, knives, butchers, hags. <laughs> shawls i'm afraid of shawls (laughs) everyone's everyone wearing one is a witch oh Oh, you know yeah a fear uh, so we're gonna go to 40 gerontophobia fear of old people or of growing old (laughs) that will you know you're already afraid of anti so it might not be that big a deal but We'll see. It is early days. Uh, and, and also, you're going to roll for sanity again right now. Because as the four of you press out of Auntie's cabin door, which is, you know, it's one of those wooden slat sort of latches that you, and, and the door you have to bend under, and you step outside, and there's a path in front of you that's sort of blue lit um, in the moonlight. Because it's, it's night, it's full night, and it's... Um, it's not a full night you've ever seen before. Uh, above the forest on the right side, you can see a spiral galaxy that's big and present. And across it is scudding a small ice blue moon that if you pause long enough, you can actually see it moving. If you, you know, pick a spot on the galaxy and watch for it to occlude, you can, it'll happen. And there's another moon uh, on your left, and it's larger than any you've seen before. And it's sort of bone white, but it's got splotches of both black and red on it. And so you need to roll for sanity. <laughs> I think Charlie's right. I think we're dreaming. <gasps> Oh, one. I'm at the other end of the bell curve. 98. No, I got 19. I'm fine. 80. All right. Uh, So it's one or 1d3 for uh, success versus failure. Oh, three. And actually, I think we can let Howard off the hook for that one because Howard has not even gotten it together yet. Uh. That was three times worse than having my hand taken off. <laughs> God. Well, at least cleavers and hands exist in your experience, whereas none of you know. Yeah, this, this is definitely yeah. We're definitely dreaming because this this ain't real. Do you often smell things in dreams? Because Probably it smells out here like fresh graves. It's not nice. Um, you can hear uh, nothing. Uh, you know the trees. The, there's the clacketing of tree branches against each other, and somewhere, children laughing. Oh, uh, let's, let's just move along this path and get back as quickly yes. as we can. 
Yeah, this this is some creepy nightmare fuel we're, here. If we're going to have to, we're going to meet a great deal of opposition when we get there. I think. And as, as we're going down the path, I think I'm going to be repeating that kind of mantra in my head as to what I did in the in the hut. Say, this isn't real. This isn't real. But more a case of like, wake up, just wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, and try and force myself awake if because I think I'm asleep. Mm-hmm. So far, no success, but it's something to do. I, I am continuing in vain hope that eventually it works. <laughs> maybe I have to say it a thousand times, maybe 10,000 times. I don't know. Do, do, I, do, do we notice anything else missing from us, or do, do we have every, everything with us? Well, you don't have walking sticks, um, but My your shoes... Been. Yeah, your shoes, like, basically, it assumed that you were bodily carried from one place to another, and so anything that would be likely to fall off might be gone. But you're, you're not all pantsless. Right. Um, which would make it much more likely to be a dream. What was that? Nice. Bowler. What was that? A witch. A witch, a, a, a hag, a crow. I don't... Have you ever heard any stories of... I've heard of stories of, of witches, you know, maybe stealing children away, but I'm just grasping was, at it now. I can't, she was so I can't. big and covered in shawls. We couldn't see what she looked like. Does any of this ring true? I have a bit of occult knowledge. You know, old women... Grabbing children, creepy old witches no out hands. on the moors. Yeah, sounds like I, every story. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that there's anything. Uh, you know what? You roll that occult just on the off chance. You're okay. local-ish. An 08 <laughs> Okay, is an extreme success. Uh, there is one thing that you recall with a, a new sense of foreboding. Uh, the, uh, the, the nearest hamlet to, to where you roughly found the coaching in, there, there were a few newspaper reports several years ago now about unexplained deaths and they had an occult kind of feel to them. It wasn't, it's not like they all had a mark stamped on their forehead or anything, but there was a little bit of a local hue and cry out on this end of these moors about, you know, witch trouble, but obviously that's the sort of thing that gets reported on in larger papers with a narrow derision. Of course. Um, now you're curious about whether those stories had any merit. Um, anything else you want to do before you, uh, or as you cross through this uh, pathway between dark woods? I, I, I keep checking to looking at Charlie's and Howard's hands, like just, are they really gone? Uh, did we really just experience this? You know, if you if one of you is likely to do the brief experiment of like passing 
their wrist through the place where the hand would be. And there's, it's not an imaginary, it's not hypnosis. As we're walking away from her place, uh, I'm going to look back at it and see, does it look like something built by normal people or does it look like a strange, weird thing in the dark, in the, it looks like an old cabin. You know, the smoke that comes out of the chimney is dimly visible in the strange moonlight, starlight. Uh, there's light in the small, heavy glass windows. It doesn't look... There's no indication of uh, falsity or... Okay. Yeah. And well, as you're was walking... Was there any indication there? Uh... Go ahead. Oh, pardon me. Was there any indication of it being uh, having any technology of the 20th century, like electricity or a phone or anything like that in there? Nothing of the kind. No. Um, the candles weren't even beeswax or paraffin. They were they were tallow and they weren't even very clean tallow. That's old. Yeah. Um, and as you're walking through the uh, wood, you can hear the children's voices getting louder. Um and, and you approach it at a clearing from at which you, at a distance you can see, you know, a bunch of kids and uh, adults just on a sort of grassy field in groups of, you know, three and four and whatever. Um, do you want to do anything before you walk into that field and... Make in sure. the middle of the night, sitting in the grass, or well, it's not very dark here with the two moons and the in the huge constellation. It's it's pretty. It's not you know. It's like it's it's pro- sort of dusk light, bluish are, dusk light. Are they dressed peculiarly or no, no? We hear any conversation from where we are. Uh, you know, you're just getting basically only the kids' voices come out because you know they're higher pitched and louder and it's you know I mean maybe there's a bit of miss you mommy you know home sort of stuff but let's just go through and get to the yeah this is all a dream it's got to be a dream Charlie's got to be right this is a nightmare they can't hurt us yeah they put some crazy mushrooms in whatever we ate that's got to be it just keep going then. I, okay. Yeah, so you, you, when we wake up, I guess. I mean, we're going to listen to whatever they're saying as we're going by, but yeah, there's a little bit of dew on the grass. There's, you know, what, here's what you realize as you grow closer to them. It's, it's the people who are in the pub, most of them. Um, it's not a random selection of people. I mean, you didn't look at that many people closely. You don't see the, waitress who served you but you do see the barkeep uh and it's about a equal number you know roughly 20 adults roughly 20 kids uh and the kids seem in good spirits and the parents seem weak hmm. tired you see the barkeep did you say yeah he's in there the innkeeper's in there we don't notice any of them missing hands do we? Uh, spot hidden me in the weird twilight. 
95. <laughs> it's very dark for me. It is very dark. I can concur on an 84. Oh, can we can we all go ahead? Observe you this. Can... Sure. I didn't yeah. see it. No. All right. <clears throat> we'll be closer but, to these people. So. But if I see the barkeep, I'm going to march up to him and say, "Look here, now, what have you done to us?" Right. Um, and he'll he, he you know he's 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 sort of crouched on the ground with a with a eight year old girl talking to her sort of earnestly and and uh, and he says not in front of the kid Evans and he says and he sort of sends her off uh, and he says you know oh, I'm so sorry I didn't uh, it's it's not personal we've drawn I'm just so desperate and so tired it's been we can't come here anymore and it's been so long what do you mean it's not personal you you had her take their hands off this this is this is worse than mutilated assault this 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 is disgusting what you're involved here with i can't help anymore i've got to help auntie i've got to help auntie or i'll never get the kids back you're you're sitting here talking to a child right now what are you talking about she can't come home she's been here five years now where are we oh devil's place we sent her to the devil's place she was killing folk and we we uh we we took her hands and we sent her off but she found a way to take the children with her. So you're talking about that 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 lady, the witch. Yeah, uh, back. Yeah, she's something inhuman. So so she's stolen your your children, all of them, and they they can't get back home, even though we just saw them right here. Well, this is home. Look at that moon. We're far from home. We can only come here one day a year. And we beg and we offer. What do you mean you can't? She was killing people. Uh, What if we give her back her hands? Oh, she was killing people before we took her hands away. That's why we did it. Wouldn't you rather have your children back? Give her her hands back and leave. Flee the country if you must. Well, if Andy comes back, she won't come alone. Oh, I can't go anywhere. It's my own. What? What is she? What is what? What's evil? People. Who we thought she was in a situation where they lose their hands is evil. Uh, well, I ain't proud of it. That's true. Has anyone? ever spoken of, of a way to, to, to just end this madness, to, to stop her once and for all? Well, I know this much. If we kill her, we will never get the children back. If we even can kill her. I'm afraid to even think of it anymore. So instead, you're, you're as horrible as losing the children, you're okay with mutilating constant people to keep this going. 
if it would work, I wouldn't feel so bad about it, but I don't think it's going to work. I mean, she's not letting us go, is she? How did she? How did you catch her in the first place and cut off her hands? Oh, it's in the book. It's in the book. In the in the in, it's in an old book. I half understand it. Or we need to go see this book. We need to stop this. This this has to come to an end. Yeah, something tells me this halfway isn't going to tell us so much. Is it in the pub? Oh, is yeah. The- oh, yeah. Yeah. How do we get back? How do we get back there? Oh, uh, the the witch elm's always at the other side. And there is a clearing opposite the one you came down. Let's go. This really concerns me. If this if this place is only accessible once a year. Back quickly. Like Brigadoon. You'll be without your hands. This is madness. I can't believe this is happening. I'll just look look down at my stump and look back, look up at Dan with a kind of look. You can't believe this is happening. What? She Let's has hands now. What is she up to? Let's just she let's has- go. If we if we only have one night a year to do this, we're burning time doing talking about it. Let's go. Yeah, maybe we still can get back tonight then before the night's over. Maybe there's something in that book about how to kill her. You're right, Charlie. The guy didn't seem like he was on the up and up. Maybe maybe if we look at it, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you press on. Um, you know, again, the, the dark forest presses on both sides, but the little path is clear. Uh, and after you know a few minutes, you can see the lights of the witch elm, which looks as comforting as it did when you were rushing out of the rain, uh, although under the wrong sky. Uh, those of you, I assume some of you had longer walking sticks, you might have left them outside the door, and if so, they're still there. Uh, otherwise, inside, it's you know the door is unlocked as much as you left it. There's partially drunk pints on the bar and on other tables. The fires burned down. Um, uh, there are oil lanterns that you could adjust because it's not it's not like they have gas out here. Right. Um, I find my hat on the floor. Mm-hmm. And my walking I'll do, stick. I'll do a luck roll to see if my walking sticks out. Uh, <laughs> Fifty-one. Nope. Nope. It's not there by 1%. <laughs> there might be another one you can take after all. Okay. I'm, I'm, going straight to, I'm going straight to the bar and seeing if I can find that, that hand that we saw. Uh, Is it there, still burning? The, the hand above the bar in the glass case is uh, not a light. And all five fingers are clenched in a fist. And there is on the middle finger a, a ring that you hadn't seen from your table. Uh, it looks like an emerald set in maybe gold. It looks old and not not expensive, but maybe authentic, like pirate booty, not boutique. Uh, and it's it's uh, it's on a a little wooden spike, like 
that's what the stump is mounted on in a glass case that might have held a clock or something once. It doesn't look special made. We well, need to see if we can find a second one, too. I'll, I'll look, look for the book. I'll go behind the counter and start looking for a book somewhere. I'll start looking through the other parts of the building to see if I can find the other There's hand. A little sprawling. Uh, but I think... Um, it won't take long, Stu, for you to, to realize there's a trap door behind the bar. Um, oh, it's yeah, got, a, it's got an old ring. Yeah, it's, you know, there's got to be a place for that, all that stuff. So, it's for the barrels, uh, for the pumps to lead up to the bar. Yeah. Right. So, you, you know, you pull that up and there's another weak lit lamp down there and, and steep stairs. Um, so let's say you know 10 15 minutes of general searching and and there you'll see that there is a you know a, the the one lamp is hanging from a from a basement rafter over a table that's got a a, sh a sheet of ancient vellum on it and so you'll halloo to your friends i assume so they you know wander off forever um, and there's it's on a it's on a it's like a it's like an old sort of kitchen utility bar table. It's got drawers in it and unfolding flaps and whatnot. And there's a, a sort of slanting butcher block on which this, this old paper is uh, pinned. Um, and uh, it's uh, the, the, the text on it is old enough that I would like you to make an English role to, to sort of make good sense of it without a lot of work. Regular That's from me. Dan that found it, right? Mm -hmm. Hard. I'm, I'm Hard. looking for the hand, so I'm not there. Okay. So I've got just a regular. A regular, you know, it's, it's you're sort of working backwards because it's all words you know. Um, they're just spelled funny because they're old. Um, so the page, which is clearly torn from a larger text, but which is not present, is called a, uh, of banishment and return. But, you know, banishment has a Y in it, and they've all got extra E's everywhere and all that. Um, and, you know, and, and you have to sort of pour over the text, but you can see that uh, there is an allusion to uh, sharing blood and words to be spoken. And it's, it describes how to banish a witch and keep it in that inner realm that it belongs, the devil's realm, it calls it, and also to travel to and from that realm. Mm. Um, uh, and there's some other, you know, a little attention would be required to sort of gather the nuts and bolts of it, but it's not, it's not like it says you need an ounce of paragoric and, you know, the gallstones of 12 tanged men. There's nothing that prevents you from trying to follow it. Um, uh, why don't you, uh, Howard, looking around, you're still upstairs poking about? Yeah. Uh, why don't you try a spot hidden? Let's see. 
my cane was leaning on my table and it hit me in the arm and scared the crap out of me. Uh, I got a 57 out of 50. I'll spend the seven luck. Uh, very well. Um, we've got a little, uh, you find uh, at the back of uh, one of his, one of uh, Addison's um, uh, uh, accounting books, you find a parcel of slightly aged uh, newspaper clippings. Oh, okay. And they are all roughly of the same character. Let's see from the Yorkshire, Yorkshire Clarion. Uh, Rambler found dead on moors. Miss Riley's body found in the woods, missing since December 10th. Deceased said to have suffered from insomnia. Um, and as I as I'm reading this, mm-hmm. I uh, I quickly bring them downstairs and read them to the others as we're through there so they can hear the mystery sounding the disappearance of miss sophia riley 22 years of age of elm grove thornhill uh lees uh dewsbury was solved this morning by the discovery of the body on the edge of the woods on rudland moor miss riley left her home about six o'clock on Thursday morning to meet her friends and go rambling. And she was last seen alive near the Witch Elm pub. She was then in good spirits and told an acquaintance that she would not keep her talking any, uh, keep her talking longer than was necessary as she was anxious to return in time for work. What became of her after that has been a mystery up to this morning, a diligent search was made by the West Riding Police and the fullest inquiries amongst relatives and friends, but these failed to reveal her whereabouts. Miss Riley's body was first seen this morning by a rambler, John Martin. The body was uh, conveyed to the Victoria Hosp- Hotel, uh, where an inquest will be held probably tomorrow. There was nothing found in the deceased pockets likely to throw any light on the tragedy, although the deceased enjoyed fairly good health. She had complained that she could not sleep, and on one occasion, some 12 months ago, is said to have risen in the middle of the night and was found wandering in the village by the policeman. She was a good worker and was, found, and was fond of her parents and her home. So there are about uh, six clippings that are similar and some of them have dates. Uh, they're not people. all in the same paper. They're all different people. Uh, and beneath those, there's some sketches. Very strange. Our young in exchange for hers. We had no choice. She speaks of her young five long years. Oh. What, what on earth are these strange thorn seed pods or whatever they might be drawings of? So it's Dan's a combination of, sorry? I'll say Dan's our biologist, if they look plant-like. That, does, does that at all ring a bell with me? or Like tumbleweeds? or I mean, they look a bit like some root vegetables, but 
it doesn't have a scale and it you know it's the 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 combination of this group of newspaper articles and these drawings and ramblings given that you've met Addison he seems a bit touched would probably strike you as the ramblings of a backward fellow except that you've just been outside Perhaps so. it's the plant he used to drug us with. I'm going to turn it with lots of roots yeah. coming off the bottom. Turn it. Did all of the articles describe people who suffered from insomnia? Very similar symptoms, yeah. Um, and, and strange behavior, unexplained behavior for a period of time ending with surprising death. Somnambulism that would go walk. Yeah. A, a plowman who went right off the field into the woods and couldn't explain where he was and then was dead three weeks later. Um, yeah. Fear that may be our fate if we're not dreaming, of course. Uh, I didn't mention anyone with missing limbs, so. No, not a word of missing limbs. Uh, the search continues. You're all in the cellar at this point? Yes. Yeah. Um, there, uh, yeah. Uh, there is um, a lot of regular paraphernalia, uh, and there is a, a drawer underneath the the ritual document that has a glass case, just like the one upstairs, that has the opposite hand. Uh, it is ringless, and it has one index finger extended. At least it's an index finger rather than a middle finger. That at least, it's, <laughs> although it kind of feels like the bladder. We saw him light the finger of the one behind the bar, right? Is that correct? You did. Hmm. Um, so it was when you were unconscious that it either they switched hands or switched right. position. Um, what does it mean? I mean, there's. There's the old, what's the old legend about the monkey fist that grants three wishes? And oh, yeah, the, you, you aren't a wish and the finger curls back, yeah. But it twists everything you say. What do you think maybe light, I, I don't want to light this, but do you think, you know, he lit the candle, the hand, and then we woke up, as it were, with Auntie. If we lit it again, would there be some opposing effect, something different? Or well, maybe it would... Sorry, he mentioned, he mentioned about the fact that he lit it once a year as a kind of local custom. I mm -hmm. think that's part of how we got here. I think simple drug in the in the booze or the food Drinks. accounts for the rest of it. And I think does... Yeah. I think we just... We found them. We should take them back to her and say, here, give us our hands back. And they'd have their I mean, children. They're... I don't know why they're so opposed. They want their children so badly. I don't know why they don't just give her hands back, for goodness sake. Yeah, that's that's their problem, not ours. She sounds probably like... seek revenge on them. Yeah, she's, they're, they're fearful of, of what she'll do with her hands. And if she's this powerful without her hands, then who knows what she could do with them. Well, she's got ours at the minute as a substitute, so I'd rather she has hers and I have mine. 
Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm I, with you. Yeah. What yeah, were the we, dates on? Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, we've got them. Let's just take them. The, well, as we're like moving anyway, I'll kind of scan the, the newspaper articles. Were they all from five years and previous or are any of them more recent than that? No, they're all. The last one is uh, 1919 uh, and the others are between 17 and 19. Uh, and they're all within, uh, you, sorry? What year is it? I'm sorry. It's 24. 24. Okay. Okay. It's in fact, June 21st, 1924. Oh, the, the solstice. Yay. So the random rambler <laughs> murders stopped happening. But okay. Yeah. Um, 21st, Dan. Mm. It's the solstice. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, you've got two two desiccated hands and glass cases um, and uh, a sheet of old vellum and some newspaper and the the ramblings of a lunatic. Well, I, I point out that vellum sheet again and invite everyone else to, you know, give a good go at it. Maybe they can make more sense out of it than I could with this mm -hmm. scene. Do you guys want to try English rules? Yeah, well, I'm an antiquarian, so I should be able mm -hmm. to. So take a bonus die for that English roll. Oh, three. Wow. Okay. Uh, so there are, there are a couple of specifics that stand out to you that Dan hadn't noticed initially. Uh, one of them is that after you share the blood between the practitioners, uh, that you uh, you point the richtawai, the correct direction, so that you can travel safely. Uh, and it's one finger that points. Um, and... Uh, it also, uh, well, what else? It says that uh, that um, you can you can uh, keep a sight on one end of travel to the devil land and home uh, with a trinket. Um, it doesn't give any specifications about what that needs to be, but it, the implication is that you can sort of put a, a post on one end of travel to make it easier to go back and forth or, a, you know, not a physical post, but, uh, use something to, something to, call to mark the way. The yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's about, you have to, you have to, uh, offer blood and and share blood and you know there's a passage to say but it's not it's just nonsense words as far as you can tell and this is basically to allowing us to have safe passage back and forth is that what yes it's it's evident to you that this is how they've tr taken the witch elm to her to auntie's land uh and back more than once it doesn't indicate why they only have done it five times. Um, 
but it it does you know it certainly alludes to there being a dire cost to this and all such meddlings, and that's you know just regular sort of pot boiler. Well, I'm with Charlie. I think we should just go and give them back to her. But I'm afraid that they're going to be uh, opposing us if we try to get through that field with them. Well, you can hide the hand in your in your coat, Dan. You you have a large coat. They can also assault us because they know what we're going to do. Well, I've got my walking stick now, so. Or we just go around them. Maybe we go around them. Avoid them. The spell says basically if we point, I believe if we point the finger in the direction that, in the right direction, or perhaps whatever direction we point it becomes the right direction to get where we want to go. You mentioned about this item that's supposed to be the thing that makes the way home. Mm-hmm. Like a wristwatch, perhaps? That I was, I was more thinking the ring, because she didn't strike me as being someone that had jewellery. Uh, there was no... You didn't see any bracelets on her or any hint, you know, no wristlings of necklaces under her many shawls. Yeah, the ring just seems a bit of a juxtaposition. I'm wondering if it, it was added to the hand. So, yeah, have, have a look at the one that we've taken from behind the bar and see if we can move the ring up and down the finger and like, see if there's any marks and like a, like a ring mark or ring band under, the, under that that would imply it's been there for a long time and it was worn regularly. So the, the, the bar hand was... Is, is it or was it her right? I guess it is and will be, perhaps. Is, was, and always shall be. It's the right hand. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's curled into a fist. Um, it's unpleasant to the touch when you open the glass case. It's cold and... Leathery. It's fleshy. It's not easy. It's not like it's going to tear, but it gives. And as you pull on the ring, the joints sort of pop and twist within the the slippery flesh. Uh, If you slide the ring up the finger, um, there's not the sort of mark that a ring would leave on living tissue. Uh, whether that means it wasn't hers or not is not evident. But you can move it and you can mold the hand to some extent. It'll, it'll creep back into a fist. I, th- I think take the ring off and leave it here because if that's what's making the, God, making the exit, we don't want to give her that as well. But if, if, if she doesn't fulfill the deal because the ring's missing, will we have time to come back, get the ring and bring it back before it strikes midnight and we lose the day and your hands are gone for a year? Yeah, I'd also hold by the letter of the deal that we were bringing back her hands. That does not specify ring on the hand that we have specifically brought her fucking hands. Oh, I agree, technically, but she's going to be the one holding pretty much all the cards with the ability to put the hands back. Then if she starts complaining, we threaten to throw it in the fire unless unless she backs down. 
okay, I'm with you. Also, I'm not I'm, sure that we have to worry about midnight. Uh, well, it's sort of anyway, a, being the solstice. <laughs> that's, that's sort of a modern thing now that we have wristwatches and stuff, but uh, people would say once the daylight yeah. comes and the day is, the night is finished. Well, I, I look for a sturdy cane, gosh darn it, since mine's not around. Is there a bottle or two of very flammable? Oh, not, not, not like I'm focusing on flammable, but is there like some whiskey and a couple towels handy in the bar? The bar is fully intact. You know, the cash register is there. The, there, there is no, there are plenty of walking sticks. Some of them will be more worn than others and of various heights, but you know. I would like two bottles of whiskey two bar towels, and I check to make sure my matches are still handy. Uh, sure, matches, and there are matches behind the bar as well, including the, the big wooden ones. Um, you might want to look around for a sack for some of these things, but... I'll be happy with an iron poker by the fireplace. Perhaps mm -hmm. we should be friendly to the witch, and she'll have... Mm -hmm. She'll, her wrath will come down upon those people and not us. I feel like this doesn't make sense. I, they, it doesn't sound like their people were being murdered. It seems like it was travelers from other parts of the area and she has their children. Why wouldn't they just give the hands back? She's not killing them and she has their children. It doesn't seem to add up. Unless they're afraid of her. Maybe. She's usually afraid of what they'd understand. Just the thought of an old woman, in fact, gives Howard a little bit of the shivers. Mm -hmm. Indeed. It's been, he said, it's been five years. You'd think after that point, they'd throw in a towel. They'd give, yeah, children. they'd get over it. Um, would you all give me an idea roll? My idea is that I didn't make it. <laughs> Reg I'll, spin the, me. I'll spin the lock if no one else oh, got it, because I'm not that fast. Okay. Regular pass. You know, when you were looking around to see if any of the locals' hands were missing, it wasn't clear that anybody was missing a hand. But now that you think about the fact that it's been five years, the kids seem kind of clean and happy. Uh, anyway, it was like they were happy to see folks and they were having kind of fun. It doesn't seem like they've been locked in a cellar for five years, as far as they're concerned. Maybe she treats them really well. Yeah, I just, I, I mean, I don't have children myself, but I would assume one would want to see them more than once a year. She also sounded like she's a bargainer. So maybe the fact that they took something from her, she took something precious from them. Then they said, mentioned that in on that, that paper with the, the sketches, something about her children. 
Am I or am I misremembering that? No, it yeah. Says her children. She said that too. Her hands or those strange sketches? I'm assuming the strange sketches. I I don't know. Those look like plants or something. Yeah, sort. I well. Yeah, yeah that's true. The, I don't. A turnip patch. Make, it doesn't make sense. I'm just wondering if, if, if they've got the story all spun around and the, these these people are the ones doing horrible things. I'm wondering just That's how... That's exactly what I was thinking to myself. Yeah. Maybe it's this I, little lonely old woman just trying to tend a garden and these people have come and take her hands. We, we walked into this. We're not really part of this. Uh, except that we've lost our hands, so... And let's I give know it you back your hands. Let, yeah, let's let that's yeah. the most important thing. We get your hands back. Let's get let's your hands back. back. Exactly. And don't do anything rash or violent. Uh, we'll, we'll play it, play it by ear. Mm-hmm. Get the hands back. Give her her hands back. And let's see if we can. Nothing, nothing rash or violent, but you do have two bottles of stiff liquor, some bar <laughs> rags, matches, a poker, and a, a couple walking sticks. Just in case. I'm just, unarmed. just for a little beverage, a towel to clean up, and some matches, <laughs> cigarettes. That is all. We all smoke. <laughs> all smoke. Are we able to get the ring off the hand? Uh, yes. I, um, yes. In which case, hide it behind a particular bottle that I can remember which one it is in a. Maybe it's like the one bottle of whiskey left on one shelf, for example. Hide it behind that so I know where it is. So if we need to get back here and do need to retrieve it, we know where it is. But then hopefully no one else sees where it's just left out in plain sight. Mm -hmm. Could ring the worm in a tequila bottle with it. Probably don't have much tequila in it. Yeah, that's that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, these people haven't probably even heard of tequila. (laughs) Yeah, if you found a bottle of mescal in here, it might be the biggest sanity loss of the game. Very strange. Uh, all right, so um, you you kit up and you uh, press open the door of the Witch Elm pub, and it's the same outside as before. That little ice blue moon is gone, um, presumably on the other side of however big this planet is. Um, you can still see fairly clearly down the uh, down the clear path path through the dark forest. Um, and as you approach the clearing, um, it's it's much the same. Uh, there might be a heightened sense of anxiety um, because a little time has passed. As we get closer to that clearing, I'll suggest we should probably go through the woods around it and uh, skirt round them just so that we don't confront them or they don't have a chance to confront us. Yeah, let's be into the woods. I feel like we took a long time at the bar. Let's 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 make haste. What are you singing there, Dan? Odd that they didn't follow us back to the pub and stomp us. Like you said, not the the brightest in the bunch. If you go down to the woods today, you're sure of a big surprise and lose your hand. If you go down to the woods today. <laughs> what is this uh, song you two keep singing? <laughs> uh, so you, you, you press off the path into the woods. It's very dark. And I don't know, do you know um, 
is it is it banyans the trees whose roots stick out of the ground a lot so that there's lots of they're not they're not under the soil but they're oh, sort of um, yeah, yeah, yeah they're there they're like that yeah mm-hmm. mandrakes um, well i mandrakes Banyan. aren't trees but yeah it's anyway it's like that like you have to you have to feel your way with your hands on trunks and pull your feet over and through those roots. It's going to be slow going. Uh, and um, why don't you all uh, try a listen roll? Ooh, oh, nine. That's an extreme. My singing is, uh, yeah, not, <laughs> not helping the issue here. Well, uh, Howard, it strikes you that the, you know, the branches above your head are clattering together kind of loudly. There isn't any wind at all. There, it's, it's, air is dead still and it smells like a gravesite and the branches over your head are clattering together. It's very strange to notice that the branches they're almost, it's almost rhythmical, the, the sound, but there's, I don't feel any wind. Well, maybe it's a higher wind. It's not. Maybe. Any... Maybe it's the fact that there are two moons in the sky and a constellation and that none of this is really adhering to anything normal. Are the trees moving? This is yogi spooky wood of fairy tale <laughs> nonsense. Mm. So I stop still and look up towards, I try to align my view with the moon behind the branches. And I look to see, are those branches moving oddly or? Yeah, they're writhing. They're, they're, they're not, they're not going. They're going. That's quite bizarre. Let us. This does not look safe. Uh, this is very unusual. Well, let's just get trees it. don't do. Let's get through it as quickly as possible. Make yes. them moving. Okay. Uh, let's hurry up. You've all, two of you have lost hands, and that took 10 off your decks, but I guess that won't stop you from trip or won't make tripping any more likely. So you can use regular dexes to see if you stumble. Nope. I got my walking stick. Just face planting. <laughs> oh, three. Yeah, I'm definitely fine. Okay. Hard, um, pass. hard pass. All right. So you guys are a little bit bruised and winded when you get all the way around the clearing. Um but you stumble out of the forest uh, much as you entered. Um, I failed. Does that have any consequences? Oh, sorry. You know, um, I don't think it's worth a hit point. You don't, you know, you got winded and you had to take a minute, but you're not under race. Just just making sure you heard that I had not passed. If you'd had two bottles of whiskey on you, you would have (laughs) lost at least one of them and et cetera. But since you were unarmed, then you, there is no, Significant. Okay. Uh, so you reach the um, the 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 far path toward Auntie's house, uh, and um, you know her 
door is closed. Uh, there's still light inside, the smoke in the chimney. Doubt she's the kind of person that goes out wandering at night, especially when there's not really far, nothing really to go and see. Mm-hmm. Whoop it all. Bang, bang, bang on the door. Uh, okay, you bang and it swings in uh, abruptly. Uh, and, and he's hunched over the hearth on the far side of the room, stirring her pot. And uh, and she she sort of you know she she uses one of your hands to pull the cowls back over up to her forehead and grins at you and says, "Have you got them for me? Have you brought my own hands back?" We have. Let's see them then. Well, would you answer some questions for us before we get me back to you? Oh, you're a Ridley boy, are you? What do you want to know, lad? Where are we? We're obviously not on Earth. Oh, you where they sent me? Ask them. It's not where I come from. If we give you back your hands, are you going to let us go? I'll give you your hands back. And the children, too. We'll all go back alive to where we all come from. Well, I have no reason to stop you. Well, are you going to seek revenge on those people that did this to you? We don't really care. We just want to get away ourselves. Mm, We didn't have anything to do with this. Just strangers, happen by unlucky, unlucky you. I'll go home and mind my business as I always did. Take care of me, children. You have children of your own? Oh, I, uh, I've got a big family. Congratulations. They aren't related to they aren't related to the children that the townspeople were looking for, are they? they oh aren't no. Looking. Them's mutts, their own mutts, so I don't care about them. Nice company we're at me all oh. these years. Interesting to have some human being about. None of why don't you go first? Give her the left hand back. I'm standing in the doorway, making sure that the door stays open. There's no breeze after all. Oh, look at that, she says. She opens the glass case with some care. Uh, using poor Howard's hand uh, and she takes out her own and it starts twitching even in the air. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and she sort of like takes Charlie's finger. Oh no, it's that Charlie's left is gone. Yeah, Correct. I think so. She takes Charlie's hand. It sort of it just pops off, little squelch. 
uh, and her own hand sort of snaps on and starts to writhe into place. And uh, she holds yours back. Go ahead and have a talk. It will fit right on. Mm-hmm. Go and got a nice stump here waiting to be reunited. Yep, and, and it too, it feels it itches and burns. Uh, and like little second hand. Yeah, little little a little bone protrudes from your stump, and then it sort of settles in like a lap dog. It's a little bit of ropey tissue. Working. Connecting them. It's... Uh, I'm asking Charlie. Yep, seems like it's fine. All right, that's half our deal done. That's half our deal. Come right. on and give, give on the. I'll put the other hand there. She flips the case open and leans down on the table. Where's my ring? Where's my bloody ring? You didn't say anything about a ring. You simple man. Mine, my ring. So she she pulls off the right hand with the left. And she throws it on the floor. And she, you know, starts jabbing her own hand back on and she's sort of hunching up all her cowls. Children! They're cheating us! We're not cheating you. You didn't ask for anything other than your hands. Audrey, we can't hear you. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was just saying, Howard, get your hand and let's yeah. get out of here. So I'm going to grab my hand. Is it going to reattach? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it might take a little longer because she's not paying attention. But definitely the strange movements are happening. Right. Um, let's make like a tree and get out yeah, of here. I don't, I don't want to know what the children are. Let's go. All right, let's go. Uh, <laughs> she's, so as you flee her cabin, she's hitting the her old scarred table with both fists and calling, Children! Thieves! And you start hoofing down the path, and yeah. the path starts getting narrower because the trees are coming in for you. Uh... Uh, I guess again, you don't really need hands for well, you've got your hands back, so it's full dexterity, run for your lives, mm. unless you've got another plan. No, that's not good to me. Make with the running. Oh, one. Oh, yes. Uh oh, <laughs> I will have luck. to spend 22 luck oh. in order to pass. 35 luck from me. And boy, I'm spending it. 17 luck, and I'm spending it. Ouch.
In Audrey's yeah. memoir, she describes her old friends. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you make a mad scramble. Uh, the forest, after all, doesn't usually come out of the ground, so it's taking a minute. Not unless you're in Macbeth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you make it to the clearing. Um, and uh, the, you know, the, the adults are in full panic mode. Um, and they're trying to drag the children uh, who were confused and also starting to panic toward the end. Um, there's a lot of, you know, the ground is unsteady because of right. all the forest getting up and moving around. So it's a, bit, a fair amount of stumbling and falling and some crying out. Um, we're going to need a fair amount of luck to get to the end before the forest closes in. Or we can try to see what a couple of whiskey-soaked rags can do against some dark young. Um, <laughs> We'll try the diminished luck rolls first. <laughs> Molotov cocktail. Come on, luck. Regular success. Yes. Yeah. Awesome <laughs> success. All right. No. Remarkably, three out of four of you have made the front of the inn where there's a little bit of an area where the trees aren't encroaching. Um, and let's say roughly half of the parents and children have made it with you, uh, but there's a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth uh, about that. Because um, there's definitely, I mean, we're, we're hearing some, some of the shrieks we're hearing are final. Uh, and it's evident now that the trees have sort of wakened that they have drooling mouths as well as snapping branches, some of which are sharp. Uh, and yeah, there's some, let's have a, let's have a little sand check. All a dream, it's all a dream. All a dream, la la la. Failed. <laughs> I passed my sand check, but I'm trapped somewhere, aren't I? Yeah, you're in the, you're, 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 uh, uh, wood grabbed in the forest somewhere. You're trapped between limbs or trunks. You haven't been squished or killed yet. Uh, let's say that's a two or one d6 for pass and fail the sand check. Two d6? Two, two if you succeed, one d6 if you fail. Oh, one. Okay. okay. Oh, so I don't Just go a crazy. two. Okay. Holding on, holding on. Uh, so, um, a couple of the adults from inside the bar, uh, have come out sort of brandishing rudimentary torches. They've broken up some table legs. They've followed the Dan Whelan plan. Um, and, uh, you know, they're basically trying to force a little pathway to retrieve as many of the villagers as they can do. Uh, any any um see all the only weapon you have, Howard, is your 
Kane. Yep. Uh, any emergency response from the from the group? Do I know where Howard fell? Um, roughly. Roughly. I got cut off. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if if say Howard is here somewhere and I am up ahead here, roughly, then I'd I'd want to throw my two Molotov cocktails on either side of him, not on him, of course, but trying to to fend off any encroaching into his position. I mean, you, you know, you don't know how far behind you is, but you know the path oh. was straight, and it, so you know what direction he, you know, was traveling when he got cut off. Um, I've, I've so got trees between me and you now. Oh, so I'd have to go back into the woods to kind of figure out where he is. Oh, yeah. Oh, Probably dear. a wall of trees already. Yeah. God, not good. Uh, well, I'll just throw one right down the middle then to try to help. Maybe they'll retreat from that. Because a human can run through that, hopefully. <laughs> uh, so uh, the. Uh, you and you and some of the villagers are prodding at the at the wavering forest, uh, and it retreats from fire, but not like Frankenstein or like a dead wood tree. It sort of pulls back, but it's the the limbs are perfectly happy to try to snap at your torches, at the villagers' torches, and uh, where you where you throw a bottle and it and it burns, uh, there is a, a small retreat, but the whole, like the idea that there was a clearing is pretty much historical at this point. Um, so the villagers are increasingly getting injured and despairing over their lost family and friends as the sounds of violence diminish as the battle is lost. Meanwhile, in the thick of it, in the dark, with you can hear cries and you can see glimmering flame. Howard, you're sort of pressing against wood with your stick. What is your final gambit? Um, I'm going to yell out, Auntie, I will find your ring and bring it back to you. Spare me. Um, <laughs> yeah, you. it takes a moment. You hear some groans in the wood. Uh, and then you hear an echo of her voice, but it's being repeated uh, through, you know, wood to wood contact, the vibrations being passed uh -huh. to you since her children are smart. And it's like, it's too late for us um, and oh, uh, I didn't quite understand that. Could you repeat <laughs> it, please? <laughs> Don't talk tree. <laughs> and one of the tree roots comes up, and it's got this strange goat-like hoof on it. It goes funk through your torso. And it's oh. good, good night, Howard Bumpton. And uh, and the uh, the fiery 
sphere around the Witch Elm pub shimmers and shakes and everything goes dark and you find yourself uh, in Yorkshire uh, in the Witch Elm pub uh, where there's a couple of small fires to put out and a bunch of sooty crying children and about eight of the adults of the 20 odd that went out and you'll uh, have a hard time explaining what happened to Howard when you all get home. Oh, but that is the end of the hand of glory. <laughs> cool. I thought you were saying they're going to have a hard time explaining to me. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Break out a Ouija board. We have a little discussion. Yeah. Yeah, do they, do they retrieve the ring? Um, the uh, the ring is where you left it, um, and uh, that's probably a good thing because if you had brought the ring back to Auntie, she would have released you with your hands and the children, and she would have come back with her children, the dark young, quite a number of them. Um, and so in terms of total loss <clears throat> of human life, you guys probably optimized this Kobayashi Maru of a scenario. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that ring is getting melted down. Yeah. Uh, the, the gem has been popped out and then the gold is being yeah, turned into something nice and wholesome, like a little unicorn or something. <laughs> so uh, is there anything you need to explain to us then afterwards? I th Was it Shubnagurath? She is. She's a high priest of. She's a high priestess of Shubnagarath, who was who would reached a certain degree of power and was starting to snatch people up to figure out how to raise her brood. And this, mm. you know, this local uh, innkeeper had some family with some occult information, and he managed to get a hold of this text of this spell to banish her. But she had brought over a couple of young before they completed the spell. And so the young grabbed a bunch of kids and took them back. Uh, yeah. The kids have only been experiencing a year as a day. Um, and then they think, you know, they're like with Auntie, she's weird, but it's fun here. And then their parents come every night, so it's fine. But it's every solstice and the spell is exhausting. Um, had you tried to use the spell to return the pub to earth, which was one of your choices, you would have found that, you know, it takes a lot of magic points and thus hit points. And so there at the end of five years, they just, they know they can't, they don't have anything left. So that's why they were desperate enough to try to hand off some innocent strangers. And off. And off. <laughs> Yeah, because so we you... were stumped there for a while. Um, oh, would she return the children? She would have returned the children, but she would have had access to us to our plane. Like, I mean, perpetuity. I mean, if they had, I guess I don't know. Maybe the scenario doesn't even mention this. I'm curious. Um, like, if they had delivered us to her, and you know, she got her hands back, would you actually given them their children back? <laughs> doesn't doesn't seem like there's a lot of. Um... Well, again, what there. she wanted was to return intact with her powers. So uh, what you guys did as an intermediary, her, which they could have done too, like the hands without the ring is not what she wanted because she's... She really wanted the ring. 
she she you know she's she's on a planet where her kind can flourish but she wants access to whatever it is that Shub wants in northern england so what was the finger fist if if you had tried to use the spell one option you had was to use the same spell to just take the witch witch elm pub and leave leave them all stranded back there and you wouldn't you'd be missing two hands but you wouldn't be away from the witch the people who sold you out you know home on earth like it's not an unreasonable desire um but if you didn't have her finger to point then you might get lost probably wow. the worst case scenario out of the like five or six different endings is if you tried to use that spell to return didn't know where to go you could bring part of her world back to yorkshire and cause a big rift problem yeah <laughs> probably the most destructive of the outcomes and was there more to her than meets the eye was she uh no you know the only thing uh she's size 65 uh as written and this old woman in a shawl so i was like no there are a lot of shawls and there's stuff moving around in there but that was purely my own decision yes. okay. all right let's go ahead and finish it up uh our players included Matthew Sanderson, Holly Butos, Stuart Lipley, and myself with David Gasway as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure to the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Mm -hmm.